Hey, I'm Allison. And I'm Courtney. Join us as we talk about our post-op diets, interview really cool guests, share products we love, encourage each other on our journeys, and, you know, just live in our best lives. friends. Thanks so much for being here. This is season three, episode three of No Guts, No Glory. I'm Allison and I'm here with my BFF, Courtney, and we are so excited today. We're going to talk about invisible illnesses and what's that like? So especially in terms of weight loss surgery. So we're going to just kind of like dive right in. And I think this is going to be a really good one. I do too. It's definitely something like we kind of got into it last week and then I, uh, talked about my period forever, (laughs) which is, we said was also important, but like, we've definitely both noticed that there is a huge disparity between looking better, but not feeling better in all of the ways. Um, which go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I had a really interesting experience tonight because I went to a party for um, the magazine that I work for and I wore a dress that I would never normally wear. So let me just preface this by saying I wore a dress I would never normally wear. I wore earrings I would never normally have worn. Um, You know, I've changed my haircut a little bit. And everybody, and like, please know, dear listener, I am not saying this in any (laughs) kind of um, way that makes me sound snobby or stuck up or anything. But everybody kept saying, oh, my God, Allison, you look amazing. Oh, my God, is that you? Oh, my God, I had to ask somebody else to see if that was you. Cause the last time I saw you was like last October and like, but it was like constant and it was kind of like, I appreciate it. <laughs> and like, I, I do look better than I did a year ago, but like, I didn't, what was wrong with me then? Yes. Question mark. Right. Like, so, I I was, mean, so this is what I was going to ask you because I was going to say, speaking of you walked out the door looking pretty fly today. <laughs> And you went to like, um, I, what's it called? Social, not socializing, networking. It was a networking yeah, no. event. And like, yeah. that's always interesting because it's people that you haven't seen in, mm-hmm. in a while or who necessarily don't keep up with like your day to day. So there's yeah. a lot of like, thank you. I, I always, that's when I want to be like, thank you. I feel great. <laughs> I know, but I can't even say that. You can't say it. You can't. I can't say it. So that's so I thought that, you know, like as uncomfortable and it was funny, I went with a friend of mine who knows everything that's going on between yeah. the weight loss surgery and the heart stuff. And she was like, Was that uncomfortable for you? Like she brought it up because I was like, Thank you. Yes. She oh, was it like, has to be, yeah. Yeah, because she was like, I have a friend who like looked thinner last time I saw her, and then I saw a picture of her on Facebook and she looked even thinner. And I I had told her in that time that she looked great, and then I like commented, oh my gosh, you look great. And then she messaged her back and saying, oh, I had surgery. And then she started saying to me, like, I felt bad because she always looked great. Yeah. You know, I wish there wasn't this like idea that we only look great because we lost 10 pounds or, you know, whatever. Um, I love But it's that. also I confusing because will... I do want people to tell me I look great. I <laughs> so, like I'm not making any sense. So I understand <laughs> that like I want all the things. I want to be seen for who I am and like told, oh my gosh, you look great. But also be like, you always looked great. My boss does that to me. And it's maybe my favorite thing about her. She is very much somebody that just comes into the room and she's very loud and like immediately commands the room. 
but I will be in a room with her and she'll be like, oh my God, look at you, you skinny bitch. You look amazing. And she goes, but let's please remember that you have always looked amazing. You just are smiling and glowing and you look happy right now. And that's what I love so much about it. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. That's kind. I'll take that. I mean, that. that's true. And then that's what I said to her on our drive home. I was like, you know, yes, it's very confusing, but it's also like, I'm, wearing clothes I would never normally wear. I have more confidence. So I am smiling brighter. You can see my eyes now when I smile. Like, Mm -hmm. so I understand. Like, I I understand. It's nobody's fault. It's just a very awkward place to be. It is. And to have people be like, you look fantastic. You must feel fantastic. And you to be like, actually, I'm waiting to be listed for a heart transplant. Thanks. Which you can't say, but like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) as we laugh, ha ha ha. Um, yeah. Again, no, but just laughing through our trauma, <laughs> laughing through true. Allison's trauma because <laughs> that's how we're dealing. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was a perfect like thing to happen for today when I knew we were going to be talking yeah. about illness because it's kind of like, it is very, it's been very hard for me to have a way that I look on the outside and know that I don't mirror that same feeling on the inside. I, you know, I am in chest pain like 99% of the day. I, you know, see steps and I get completely overwhelmed. Um, I'm really stressed out, like all of those things. And it's been, you know, it's just something. And I know that everybody has something that they're going through. And this whole idea of like, there's something wrong within your body that you can't fix that no one else can see. So it feels unbelievable or like, you know, not real to someone else because they're not feeling the same things you're feeling. It's really confusing. And because you don't look how society perceives as sick. Um, Like I've, I've had people in my life who have lost weight before, but at the same time they get pale and they're losing hair and you're like, okay, do I say something? Mm -hmm. But if somebody like is losing weight and they look happy and they're smiling and their photos all are like nice, you're like, oh my gosh, what a great thing for you. But the battle inside is still, and, and I think that, as someone even I've tried so much recently, like I deleted all social media except for Instagram. And I try to really be cognizant of what I put on Instagram because I don't want people to think that it's all just like sunshine and rainbows. Cause it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is like what we tend to post. And I don't want to overshare. Like, I don't want to share with people that I'm not close to. Right. So it is, it's this very fine line. Um, yeah. And it's also like, I, you know, like there was a bunch of people, I was there with a friend who knew a lot of people that were there. And I knew a lot of people that were there too. And we would walk around and we kind of stuck together. Then we would find other people and like, we would still stick together and be, everyone would be having this like, you know, talking about kids going back to school or, you know, yeah. whatever. They were talking about little things. And in my head, all I can be like is, Oh my God, are the doctors going to talk about me tomorrow? Right. Gonna, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm currently in a space where I can't really function in society because finding something trivial, like something silly to talk about, like a chit chat is like, I, I don't even know how to do it. Um, I, um, I mean, it's not even my life out, but I had this conversation with my boss like two weeks ago and she I don't know. She wanted to talk about something and it was insane, but it was like one of the days that you had gotten like heavy news 
And I looked at her and I was like, I just can't have this conversation today. I was like, my brain is literally like thousands of miles away Mm -hmm. and my heart is thousands of miles away. And I can't, marketing emergencies don't exist today. Like, I mean, they don't ever exist, but they really don't exist today. Yeah, I can't. So I, I mean, to hear people just talking about like, you know, yeah. Oh my God, the bus driver dropped somebody off two stops early today. And you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I think, I mean, we talked about this a little bit too, that like this having things that go seriously wrong, like Mm serious, like, you know, like real actual life. Cause like whenever something goes wrong, I'm always like, is this going to matter to me in five years? Is this going to affect my life? You know, 10 years down the road. And like the things that I'm sort of facing right now. Yes. Yes, they are. So, but like, I just, it's very hard to like relate to other people, but yet the empathy I have for like other people's like real issues Mm -hmm. or even just like the drama that I don't want to be involved in, it's changed who I am and it's changed. It's made me who I am, I guess I could say. Um, And that's a kind of beautiful thing. We've talked about that where like we suddenly feel different. Allison is very kindly not saying out loud that my family is a little bit narcissistic (laughs) and I have struggled with it for a very long time. And, um, it has taken this year and this surgery and what's going on in her life and what's been going on with my health for me to be like, this is what's important. Mm -hmm. And this is what I have energy for. And this is what I have space for. And that respect for yourself is like, you're right. It is, it's like, it's a gift um, to know who I truly want to spend time with and dedicate time to and who truly cares about me. Like what a gift to know the people who are in your corner. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is a bunch of bullshit, (laughs) but it is, it is this blessing. Um, And you've had like, this is new to me, right? Like the whole PCOS thing. And finally, I I mean, I'm too, this morning I was 276 because we are gaining weight with the birth control thing. (laughs) We said we would not be carrying weight with, but, um, so I was 276 this morning, but, uh, that's, I mean, I was 411 pounds, right? So I'm finally to the place where like, People are like, oh, there's this thing that we need to treat and it's not just your weight. And like my pain is being recognized for what it actually is versus just being overweight. But you have been going through this since you were like 14 years old. Right. In so many different ways. So. Yeah. I mean, and even earlier than that, because I was, I have a hearing loss. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can only (laughs) laugh when I name all the things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so I had a hearing aid. I was the cool cool uh elementary school kid with the hearing aids. Um you know, and like so that definitely like separates me from everybody else because like, you know, before I could get the hearing aids or just having a hearing aid as a little kid. And then I was diagnosed with a heart disease at 13 and then my mom dies. And then, you know, I went through menopause in my early 30s and like where everyone else is having babies at the time, I am like going through menopause. I had two brain tumors like you're just like it's very hard to relate to anyone else and all things that you like you would not 
know, right? So like mm-hmm. from a young age, like hearing aids are not something that unless, and I mean, today is so different, but like, right. unless you're the teacher and the student and you're somebody that's involved in the accommodation, you have no idea. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, when we were in elementary and middle school, the word accommodation <laughs> did not mean what it meant, what it means today. But like, you've definitely had a lot of experience with it. And I think you have taught me how to be an advocate and an ally for yourself in a way that I just like am astounded by and I'm super thankful for. Um, So I think like one of the things too is when I think about this, I was taught and I don't, I don't know how you feel, but from a really young age, I was taught that like my pain wasn't real or it wasn't bad enough to talk about, or it wasn't something that I should bring up to the doctor because it probably wasn't real. I was imagining it. And that alone made me feel like my voice and my self-advocacy wasn't important. And I will say like that came from a woman who was born in a very like self-negative world. So I'm not at all putting it all on her, but, um, when I found out I had PCOS in 2005, like everything kind of clicked in place. Why I had hair growing from my chin at 16, like why I had all of this terrible acne that couldn't be treated with like Accutane back then, um, extra weight. And like, I had doctors who would literally just tell me like, stop eating cake. And I'm like, I fucking wish I was eating sheet cakes. Like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, I had a hamburger the other day. Um, And when I stopped playing sports, like, I instantly, I bloomed 60 pounds in, like, three months after I stopped playing sports. And to any medical professional in my life today, I know that that would have just been, like, holy hell, what's happening? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but it wasn't then. And... PCOS is just something that's like, it's made it so hard for me to lose weight, but it's also made it hard for me to work out. Like even the Pilates that I loved doing, like there was a day in class, I literally felt a clot like go through Mm -hmm. and I had to stop class and I had to go into the bathroom and then I wasn't able to continue. And thank God one of my good friends teaches it, but like that's, it's, it is uh something that not everybody sees, but they can look at you and they can be like, oh, you know, she's losing weight. She should definitely be able to do this. Like, congratulations. And really, it's just you're you're dealing with your own struggle in a new way now. So, I mean, yes, I think all of that is such a big deal because it's so isolating Mm -hmm. and because no one else can physically see it. And because no one else can physically see it and validate your feelings, especially if you grew up in a way that you couldn't like go to a doctor and say something's wrong, like go to a parent and say something's wrong. And like, or like not, I always use this description. If you have, if you haven't had glasses yet and you don't realize that you need them and you don't realize how bad you're living until you put on that new prescription or that the new glasses you got and you're like, this is how I'm supposed to be seeing. That's such a good analogy. (laughs) Um, you know, and I think that it's such a big deal. And, you know, honestly, for me, my life up until this year has been so isolating with all of the things that have been going on, like all, you know, 
yeah. all of those medical things. But it was like, you were like, I'll do this too. And I think I've changed so much because you've been on this journey with me because I've never had a health crisis. And not that weight loss surgery is a health crisis. It's not, yeah. but it's, it's something that you, it's an everyday battle. And it affects so much more than right. you think it will going into it. <laughs> right. But like, I'm so grateful for you because it has changed me and made me more open than I've ever been before because I feel like I can share and, and Jeff is amazing. And of course, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. he's, he still has a full stomach. Share beyond your four walls. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I just think there's, there's a lot of, and I'm hoping that if someone's listening to this and you've got your own invisible struggle, illness, whatever it is, um, you can feel less alone and also learn how to advocate for yourself because there's no other way to kind of get through it. If you don't come to a place where you're like, no, you need to literally listen to me. I agree with that so much. Like I've had, you know what? And when I first, very, very first met you, like I had had such bad experiences with doctors and being listened to and being heard that I was like just going to urgent care and I didn't really have a primary. And I was so like, I wouldn't go unless I was like, I have bronchitis. <laughs> so like, I need someone to give me a drug. I have to go. Um, but like, it's been so, like, I'll sit here from seven in the morning to like six at night, anytime between those hours with like a heating pad on my stomach and pajama pants on my bottom. And like, dressed to the nines up here and like doing partner calls and everyone's like, Oh my God. Yay. Courtney's so happy. And I am miserable. And then I'll get on the phone with you and I'll be like, girl, look, I got my PJs on. I don't feel good. <laughs> like My stomach hurts. And you're like, I passed out today, but the whole world saw us as two like fully functional kick-ass women that day. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy that we are both in a place where we talk about it. Um, and that we, like, we've talked so much about how therapeutic it feels for us just to feel heard, like even just to each other, like, and you have found these amazing people and podcasts. And like recently Jeff found somebody that had your surgery and a heart transplant, right? Right. They had VSG. We love her. Yeah, We're going to stalk her. Can she come talk to us? Will she talk to us? Let's try. I know. I haven't haven't, I've. It's been such a busy week that I haven't had time to really formulate the words so that she doesn't be a total crazy person. I know. So I need to like really think about it. But I would love to have her on and ask. You know how we start all of our friendships. Hi, we love you. Hi, we love you. We're your best friend. And um, yeah. So yeah, I'm so excited about that. And like, thank goodness, because like this didn't exist. You couldn't search hashtags and find heart transplant survivor VSG. You couldn't do that. Oh my God, and we tried. Don't like we tried so hard at the beginning to find anybody yep. that was like in your boat on TikTok, on Instagram. Um, I remember even Rob it's gonna be cute when Rob edits this. Like Rob was looking on Facebook. Like I didn't know Rob. It's been a long time since Rob's like actively used Facebook, so he's not that great at it. He only uses it for marketplace, but he was trying. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't there. So like even having one other person who gets it is just holy shit. So I am so here for like how our generation has just taken back. And I think like inspired by younger generations too, we're like, nope, we watched our moms go through hell. Like we're going to talk about it. Um, we're here for each other. So 
Yeah. I love that. But yes, let's talk about advocacy because you have given me the biggest gift in the entire world of learning to advocate for myself. And you still remind me daily to do it. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about it. How do you approach? Like you have some really good tools. So I definitely um, make notes and questions that I know I want to ask my physician, my doctor, whoever I'm seeing the team. I put it in the calendar, like under the date that, you know, it's going And My husband and I share a calendar so he can add things that he's wondering. And we literally look at my phone in the meeting and like ask the questions because like it's very easy to kind of get overwhelmed and like suddenly be like, I don't know what I wanted to say. So I always have to write it down Um, and take notes or whatever, like make sure that you have, that's another thing. Like hopefully you have a, a Jeff or a Courtney or a Rob in your life that somebody can come with you and sit and be a second set of ears. Because when someone is talking about something serious about you, it's very hard for you to actually hear what they're really saying. It is. You hear like the first or you hear something just like completely paralyzing. Right. And that's where your brain gets hung up. But like three, three sentences have happened since then. And you're like still kind of reeling in that because it's very personal to you. And yeah. So that's a great point. Yeah. Take a friend with you and take, you know, a partner with you and make the notes for all of your questions and like, don't start it like 20 minutes before your appointment, like start it, (laughs) you know, you, when you know that you can like continually add to it, because then you'll remember other things that you think you need to add. Um, and anytime there's a change in something, I am reaching out to the nursing team. Well, you know, we have the, my chart, so I'm emailing and I'm, or I'll call, I'll call relentlessly if I need to, because, you know, and it's not that it's anything against me personally. They have a million people that they're dealing with on a daily basis. Um, everybody's overworked, no matter what field you're in. So, you know, it's realizing that it's not personal and you just need to keep pushing. Um, so those are like my my tips for that. And like also you just, it is so scary to think about diagnosis or like worry about a diagnosis but it's so much scarier if you don't find out. So you just have to like get to the point where you kind of like step over those fears and realize that knowledge is power and just kind of keep pushing through. I love that. It's something that I do now too. I write notes. Sometimes I even share them with you and I'm like, did I think of all the questions? Like that's another good resource or like um, if you've had somebody that's like been through it, you can send them notes and you can be like, did I did I think of all of the questions? Um, we were doing that when we were going back and forth in the beginning with the nutritionist yep. and the questions like it, Allison and I kind of had like an offset of when we would see our nutritionist. So we would ask different questions. <laughs> like, and it is. And it's just so helpful. Yeah. And it's so cute at my doctor's appointment. We call Rob my emotional support husband mm-hmm. and they literally know. And it was like, At first, it was because I had such bad white coat syndrome from like truly like PTSD from just years of terrible appointments. Um, And then it became more for information. It was like there is now so much that I keep track of with my body that I don't necessarily always know the answers. But I also feel so badass going in and like taking control of my whole health and being like, on May 29th, I had a transvaginal ultrasound and the results were 18 mil- Like, who am I? I didn't, that is not stuff that I knew before. And it's just giving yourself permission to put value on your health and your happiness is like, girl, remember, I was like ready to have diabetes and die before I was ready to go see a doctor. Right. 
I don't like, I wish we could take a picture of my face right now. The utter disbelief that is so much harder and so much more devastating than just sucking it up and going to the doctors. And like, if someone's going to yell at you about something, they're not your right doctor. Like, go find somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I understand having lived in very rural New York in a town of 2000 people that another doctor isn't always an option. Um, but I also know that I would rather drive an hour and a half to see a doctor that makes a difference than put up with half of the shit that I put up with when I was a teenager. Like, yeah, God, if I could go back and advocate for myself. Right. Um, but I love the questions. Also, my doctor does something really cool. I have not seen very many people do this, but she does preemptive health appointments that are called health grades. And I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but she literally scans head to toe. Like they do an EKG. They check your main arteries for blood flow. They check for asthma. They check for like, oh my God, they do like brain scans. They do so many different things. And the last time that I did it, um, I had a thyroid nodule and I had to go and I had to get it checked and it's fine. I'm now working with an endocrinologist. We're just watching it. Um, if it gets to a certain, uh, what is it called? Like, I'm going to say diameter, but it's not, yeah, like a size. If it gets to a certain size, then I have to have go in and get it biopsied. But right now it's just like, okay, that one's big. We're watching it. I have one in my, I have a cyst in my breast, same thing. Like we just watch it. We, we keep an eye on her, mm-hmm. but what a cool service. Like, cause my biggest fear in life is blood clots, right? <laughs> so for me, and especially with COVID the past two years, I've been like, wouldn't it be cool if we could head to toe scan ourselves for blood clots? You can, you can do that. <laughs> it's something that is offered and my insurance pays for it, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but that knowledge is power because then that gives you a chance to get ahead of things before they would, you know, spiral out of control. Yes. And which is, I feel like getting to the point, if you can look at weight loss or like I went into my doctor's office, right. And was like, I've haven't seen a doctor in 10 years, please help me. And, but I was like, I want to get weight loss surgery. And he helped me untangle it. If you can just look at untangling that, and then you are in control of your own health. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and don't you think that having weight loss surgery has changed you in a way that you're like, you know what? I'm worth it. So worth it. Yeah. And like, I'm so cool, man. I love myself. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so glad to see value in myself. That's uh, it's such huge. a beautiful gift. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge difference between us this year versus us last year. Not that I didn't 100%. always have it for myself, but I always felt badly. And I, I think that has shifted post weight loss surgery. I know 100%. What mm-hmm. I know you shared a photo this morning of you like on the ferry to Friday Harbor. Yeah. In 2018. And I was like, God, she's so cute. Like, what a cute photo. And then I was like, but I can just looking at it, like how happy you were this past time versus Mm -hmm. like looking at you and just knowing you and knowing that you were like smiling and you're adorable, but I know that you weren't as happy in that photo. And I'm like living for, living for just your joy. Um, Yeah. Feel the same way about you. So it's, you know, I don't know. So if you get one thing out of this idea, it's just that like, you're, it's 
very isolating to have something go wrong, but yes. you can talk to people, find your people, yep. message us if you need a pep talk, and then go after finding what will make you feel better. Advocate for yourself in the biggest way. You don't have to be alone in feeling your pain. Um, I think it really took Allison and my latest gynecologist being like, this pain is not normal Mm -hmm. for me to unwind like 34 years or not 34 years. I'm 35. I did not start my period at one. (laughs) Um, Let's go with 24 years. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, but you've you've been living with a bad period for like ever. Forever. Literally like. I mean, I got it at 10. It was terrible. And then I just didn't have it when I played sports. And I just learned to like suck it up, don't complain and do it. So for people to look at me who love me and be like, or who who care about me and like to just be like, girl, it's not normal to hurt like that was so Mm -hmm. validating. Um, That it was like, okay, I don't need to deal with this. Right. And you did a lot of things that were out of your comfort zone. Like go to the emergency room. Like went to the and emergency like, room. <laughs> I, and, and I know that you didn't get the answers that you wanted immediately, but you went and you had tests done that yeah. put you steps ahead of where you would have been if you would have just walked into your OB's yes. office without those tests. Oh, so gosh. like, And it put me in a place of pure desperation where I was like, okay, this is hormonal. I have to see someone where I spent the entire weekends like – just refreshing. And I was like, right. all right, October or August 25th is not an acceptable answer. Like, right. So that's amazing. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you have any updates since we've chatted last? Um, I got my IUD placed. Yes. How did that I'm go? I'm so excited. Uh, so she let me know that it would cramp for a few days. And she was like, honestly, within the first 90 days, you'll bleed more than you won't. But I am learning that by bleeding, she may have meant spotting. <laughs> oh, is it getting better? Please let me tell you if that's what she meant. Like, girl, I thought she meant like 90 days of like how I bleed bleeding. And that has not been happening. Amazing. I'm going swimming tomorrow. I know. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> um, definitely feeling the acne. I did gain some weight, but I left her a message just to be like, hey, just want to check like, I mean, I know it will even out, but yeah, it's still, it's emotional when you're in a yeah, weight loss. Right. Especially right now. Right. Like yeah. in four days gaining seven pounds. I'm like, Oh no, no. Well, thank you. Right. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so hid my scale again. That baby is not coming out. Good. Um, but yeah, so I did that. I have a, a new job at my same job. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, yes. or I guess a new role at my same job. Um, mm-hmm. new title. Yeah, new title, new things, new digs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to wear the blue newly dress next Monday, the oh. one that makes my hips look great. I'm going to wear it to this really cute Mexican restaurant that does like oh, their ceviches. Always sounds so, so, so good. So I can't wait to do that. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. How about you? You have been busting your butt in the morning. Yeah, so I worked out with a trainer twice this week, and one was at 7 a.m., the other one was at 6.15 a.m., um, so I, I'm trying She says to the other one. She means this morning. Like, girl has been um, going all day long. <laughs> yes, this morning. Yeah, so this morning I went to 
to the trainer's house at 15, and I worked until seven with her. And then I went to my friend's house and we walked two and a half miles. And then it was like, That's awesome. I don't even know what time it was. It was like 8.30. So I was like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. So yeah. <laughs> but um, the trainer, she's doing resistance training and like, it felt so good on, on Tuesday, you know, like great, great, great. <laughs> yeah. Didn't feel anything really. And then I could barely move on Boom. Wednesday. Yeah, boom. Like, oh, right. Yeah, Allison, you don't have any muscles in your legs. Is it like sitting, trying to sit on the toilet is just not okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of it is okay. Like, I'm, Jeff is like, why are you walking like that? I'm like, because my muscles are not to play <laughs> for the first time in six months. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but then I went today and we worked out like different parts of my body. Um, and it's great. Cool. I love it. I love it. I love the idea of trying to get stronger. So, yeah. Um, I will keep doing that until I can't. That's awesome. I'm excited yeah. you're doing that. I think that's a good, like, add. Are you still doing the row machine? And you're, oh, you are still doing your treadmill. I know that. And, like, yeah, walking, I don't it's not disgusting out. Yeah. Um, normally, I like to do the treadmill and then, a, like, a walk with our dog. But today was just the walk with a friend and the workout with the trainer, but tomorrow I'll be back to those two things. It's so it's nice. I enjoy it. I think that somebody said to me, I think that your walking is probably really helping your mental health state right now. Yeah. You're probably not wrong. Change Um, of scenery. A hundred percent. Like, you know, yeah. Breathing a bit. Um, so yeah. Um, that's, and then Jeff found me the girl that has VSG and a heart transplant. So I'm going to stalk her a bit and see if we can get her on or even if she doesn't want to get on, if I can just ask her all the questions. I would love that. I would literally just spend an hour smiling at her and be like, hi. (laughs) Yes. Um, Like who's your creepy friend in the corner? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's really about it. Yeah. We, and we have this, we're very excited. Um, next week, we're going to film an episode with Lori Fredericks on Instagram, who is, uh, when is her revision surgery? I think it is. Is it the day after? Like the day before? I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's sometime in. So super excited. We I have no idea. Do you know how many people I told today that it's September? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. I look at a calendar all day, every day, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, we're going to record with her the 24th of August. And I'm like, isn't it September? <laughs> I know. I have I no concept of time. <laughs> Which just feels like summer is kind of over in a way. Um, it does. Do you see my uh, autumn shirt today? I decided I was dressing like a pumpkin. So You're bringing the pumpkin spice. I am. I mean, it was 98 degrees here today and not 100, so clearly. <laughs> right. So clearly it's fall. It's is it winter. It's winter in Texas right now. It's more freezing. Bring blankets. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was cute. I talked to a girl today. She lives up in Buffalo, and she was like, "My dad's actually here from Austin, moving me, and it's raining." And he was like, "What's this weird thing that's happening?" And then I turned around my like laptop and let her see the storm outside. And she literally was like, dad, you need to come here. It's literally pouring in Austin. And he's like, what the heck? Yeah. So that was kind of cute. Cause I got to be like, yo, look what you're missing at home, dude. Yeah. Oh. But it was cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. So we got that coming up and then we get to post our episode on Nima. Mm-hmm. And then open floor dealer's choice. <laughs> Yes. 
Definitely. Fill your bingo cards. <laughs> right. It's Love it. Oh, and if you're listening to this and you've noticed that our episodes are late going up, bless, because poor Rob has been fighting so hard with Apple and Spotify. Um, we don't know what's going on. It's something with refreshing. He's working with their support team. So hopefully by the time you hear this, it's not even an issue anymore. It loads automatically, but I would like to just let you know, Allison and I aren't late. We're on time. <laughs> we are on time. We're ready. We're ahead of the yeah. game. We're freaking, we're doing it. We're crushing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. but, yeah. Yeah. But I love you. Thank you for talking about this. I think it was important. And um, we got so into our combo last week that we really didn't get to finish it. And we felt like it was important to come and touch base back on. Yeah. No, it was great. So, yeah. Well, thanks for being you. Always good to hey, talk to you. You yeah. too. I'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. Bye, friends. Bye. Allison and Courtney are not medical professionals. They are two friends on this journey together who want to share their experience with you for informational and entertainment purposes. While we do our best to try and make sure the information presented in this podcast is accurate and true, Allison and Courtney are not doctors. Always follow your doctor's instructions and advice first and foremost. (laughs) 